Old school, new school, need to learn mo. I burn, baby, burn like disco inferno. Yeah, we talking old school, new school. My man Tom Brady, the one and only Brock Purdy, it's going down. It's the Bucks. It's the 49ers. It's preview show with John Chapman and your boy Breezy right after this. Breezy this, Breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. And yeah. Breezy this, Breezy that. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. Overmotivated is an understatement. Gold-blooded to the core, got your squad hating. Breezy make it look easy. Breezy on everything like 05067 Wheezy. This is not a game. Yeah, we faithful in every way. And even though we on the East Coast, very loyal to the Bay. Heavy red and gold every day. And if you really a Niner fan, I know you can relate. Applying pressure with this content like smaller bear. We not accepting no slander by trace, so beware. I stay in exclusively Niner hats. And I always tell the truth, this exclusively Niner facts. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded, I got the Niners on my back, you know? Yeah. Breezy this, breezy that. They know we gold-blooded, we got the Niners on our back. What's going on, John? How you doing, baby? Man, I, I'm great. I feel rested from this weekend, finally. It took a took a couple days, but how are you? could you not be excited about what is coming with Brock Purdy versus Tom Brady? I mean, like, that is just... It's poetic, my friend, um, and, you know, we all are, like, bummed out with Trey, and we're all bummed out with Jimmy, and it seems like the hits just keep on coming, but if there's anything about this 2022 49ers team, they are resilient, and, man, it's just time to go to battle. You go to battle with what you got, man, and sorry, all you got's me right now, so let's do it, man. Let's go to battle. <laughs> we go on the war, guys. Sunday is about to go down. No, the game's not flexed. It's at the regular scheduled time. What is it? 4.05 p.m. or 4.25 p.m. One of those 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time games. But I can tell you right now, it's going to be great. I, I, I've I, been watching the film on Brock. It doesn't look that bad. I, I, just, I just feel like Kyle Shanahan needs to keep it the way it is. Don't try to insert too many new nuances in the situation i think brock will do just fine I mean, what do you think about that i i think okay like it's easy because you know again we're film guys right so like we go through every throw what are the reads and all that stuff at, at some point the quarterback position is such a unique thing and it's so hard to you know whenever you break down draft content and i go through all the quarterbacks every year like i want to know who this guy is right and i i think it was crazy how he came across on the silent film as just being a guy that doesn't give a damn, like confidence galore. His very first touchdown pass of his entire career mm -hmm. hits Kyle Juszczyk in the flats. Before Juszczyk crosses the goal line, he's got his finger in the air and he turned around and walked away. Like he legitimately Steph, like turning away after the shots in the air, like mindset for his first ever touchdown pass. Now it wasn't like a highlight reel throw or whatever, but he threw a rope to use check in the flats and he knew it turned around freaking celebrating. You're hearing Trent Williams talk about how he's telling everybody in practice. Hey, P 
pick it up. Let's go. Telling the vets, no. telling Brandon Ayuk, hey, you're lined up wrong. He told Debo to get closer to the line of scrimmage on like the second possession he was in. So there, there he's behind the center. And he looks out to his left. Sorry, it's mirrored on my thing. He looks out and he goes, Debo, scoot up. Scoot up. And Debo's like, scoot up. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, like, right. Here's, the kids got the alpha mentality. And so can the play sustain itself? Because we've seen Baker Mayfield, whatever else, that alpha mentality doesn't work when you suck at football. Um <laughs> love the ribs. I love the fact he could start Baker Mayfield for the Rams tonight after they picked him up two days ago. But that's a whole nother conversation. I, I love Brock, man. I, and and I think Brock is going to be just fine. And here's the thing, right? So um, he's going to I think he's going to be just fine. I, 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 I think I think the confident, the poised Brock that we saw is the Brock we're going to see now. We're going to break this down, John, because I know Tampa Bay's defense is a little bit more tough and rough. They're more like that Saints defense that we saw a couple of weeks ago compared to the defense that we just faced in Miami. They're, they're a little bit more they're, – they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster, they're smarter. Depending on which players play, I like the Saints linebackers. Can't You can't take that – the way I love our 49er linebacker – I mean, the the, pack, uh, the the Buccaneers linebackers. I like the Buccaneers linebackers just like I love the 49ers linebackers. I feel like they got a good core of linebackers. They also got a front, and we're not really talking about their front, but Vita Vea is looking to take somebody out of this game. So it's not going to be as easy, but I think Brock is still going to find a way to get the job done, A, because he just has that – he just has that it factor. Like, he has that it factor. Like, it's something in him. And I don't know if it's because it's a different generation. You know, this newer generation, all they did was grow up and watch Steph. He didn't grow up watching Tom Brady. I don't even think he was born. When no, Tom he wasn't. Was. Yeah. Not when he was drafted. I think he was, like, four months old or something. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? So, it's, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be crazy, man. Uh, Callie, shout out. To, wait a minute. God, my apologies. Shout out to everybody out there in the chat. Round of applause to everybody out there. Man, we got subscribers here. Jacqueline is always, I don't think anybody can beat Jacqueline, Jackie, Jack, whatever your name is, Knox, in the building. She's first in the building. I, we got to do something special for her because she's always first in the building. All right. Shout out to Jacqueline. Uh, Raphael is in the building. Uh, Miss Debbie, it's really good to see you. She says, good morning, Wayne and John. Uh, blessings to the faithful who have joined this morning. Please remember, oh, hit the like button, right? So I don't have to promote the channel. Guys, Miss Debbie says hit the like button. Christy yeah, do what she says. She, she's, she's, she's too nice. She's too nice. Miss Debbie, your pins are on the way, too. You're going to get them damn pins. I lost my bank card. I missed the <laughs> I lost mine, too. I we both lost them. <laughs> it's so funny because you lost yours first. And I'm like, don't worry. It'll turn up. And then what happens to Breezy? Bank card gone. Anyway, I didn't take it. I uh, shout out to Troy. Uh, Tara Dome's in the building. Uh, Kylie says, Wayne, did you see what Trent Williams said about Brock? Yes. He carries himself like a 15-year veteran. This kid has poise. Uh, and the team see I does the team is the team all in because they have no choice? Are they all in because they're sold on Brock Purdy? That's the question I'm asking. Okay, so I'll say this. The defense drives the 49ers, okay? So, like, I I, I get everybody wants to talk about the offense, Debo, and all those things. Those are great. It's 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 Nick uh, Bosa 
it's you know Fred Warner, it's it's those Dre Greenlaw, Eric Armstead, you know, it, it's those guys, Charvarius Ward. They drive the team. And what has the defense come out and repeatedly said about Brock Purdy, who goes against them every single week in practice? Fred, right? Because yeah. what happens is a lot of people don't understand this. Here's the way it works. You do individual drills for a while. So like just the defensive ends are by themselves. Uh, just the linebackers are by themselves. You're doing individual drills. Then you come in for inside drills, which is basically your defensive line and linebackers with sometimes your nickel, sometimes not. And then you do Pascal on the other side. So then you come together team. And the whole time, your ones, so if we're talking about a defensive practice, you're going up against the scout team. You're not going against, it's not Nick Bosa versus Trent Williams. Not right. during team, it's not. Okay, during training camp it is, but not during team. You're going up against all the backups, practice squad players, you know, non-starters. If you're a non-starter, you go over there. And so they have been going against Brock Purdy nonstop this entire year, mm. this entire year. And so they know him the best, and they have all come out and said, yeah, he's been going against the best all. And so, okay, here's here's what I will say. Yeah, the Bucs have a top eight defense. I'd put them top eight, right? But he's been practicing against the best defense. So are the Buc is the Bucs defense better than the Dolphins? Yeah, nobody's going to argue that. But it's not as good as the Niners. It's not as good as – it's not the best he's gone against is what I'm trying to say. So the defense believes, and I think that's where it carries it because whatever Fred says, whatever Nick says, yeah, it, it carries more weight than almost anybody. I agree. I agree. You talk about two of the best players in the NFL. Period. Um, and but and, and you see that you see that it's make it makes any quarterback better. You know, it made Jimmy better. Uh, it, it may have made Trey better. We didn't get a chance to see Trey develop this year, but we don't know. Uh, but I'm sure that it will. Uh, this defense is is different, different, and they're super resilient. And so I think Brock Purdy being able to go up against them, especially when they do the scout team, you know, he's going against the first string defense. That says a lot. He's learning what not to do. He's learning, you know what I'm saying, what yep. to do. And so that's yep. that's what's making him like super sharp out there because he's not going to face another defense, like you said, like the 49ers. Now, there's going to be teams that's going to try to emulate it and try to kind of do some of the things that the 49ers do. That's what they practice as well. But Brock, I just think Brock has this different type of factor in him. And I, I don't want to say he has the it factor, but I think he has the it factor even being a seventh round pick possibly going to go undrafted in that draft. And that's super important, right? That's super important. He's playing with a chip on his shoulder and nobody's talking about that. He didn't want to be Mr. Irrelevant. Like, Hey, he's laughing about it. Yeah, it's cool. Whatever. That's not a good title, right? He embraced it. I don't know if you watch the uh, special he, he they do, it, but John mentally. Yeah. 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 It, 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 it comes across. I mean, it's, and like, okay, like let's just stick with narratives, right? Because sometimes they're important. The fact that his first career start is against Tom Effin Brady. Oh gosh. That is what amplifies the That's narrative. True. Because everybody wants to like fall over Tom Brady. He was picked number 199 in the 2000 draft, and that's crazy. Maybe one of the best ever. He's the best ever. I mean, he's just won too many Super Bowls. <laughs> you got to give it to him, whatever. I hate him, but whatever. But for him to, like, this might be the first time in Tom Brady's career to look across and see the opposing quarterback and be like, that guy was drafted almost 100 picks after me? 
Like that's never happened. Maybe that's it gets like happened. Tony Romo or an undrafted free agent, whatever. But that it's just weird. It's weird. Here, here's what's crazy. Brock Purdy was born in 1999, <laughs> which makes me hate my life. Yeah, I was um, in, in college. Yeah, there you go, man. Uh, it, it, it's just different. I was still in high school, baby. 2001, graduated 2001. Wow. Jerome says, Dirty Purdy going to get 300 yards against Brady. Whew. That would be tough. But it, I, it says a lot about. I, it's hard to say. I don't think any quarterback is going can get 300 yards unless it's a guy like Trey Lance who will be able to connect down the field. Like, I, I feel like we're asking. If if he can look, if Brandon and I you can get five 20 yard catches, now we talking. Like, you know what I'm saying? Five right. 20 plus yard catches. Debo gets a couple of big ones, a couple of screens, then yeah, it can happen. The 49ers threw for over 300 yards one time this this year. Right. And that was against the Kansas City Kansas Chiefs City whenever Chiefs. we were just we got blown out. We were swinging. And you started throwing the ball. Um, yeah. So th that was it. You got close in the Falcons game. So if the 49ers are throwing for 300 yards, it's not usually a good thing. That's right. not the recipe to win. Two losses. Um, yeah, yeah, both those are losses. The two highest passing yardage games were both losses. But, but I wanted to a light lot though, right? Three hundred. Say that he's saying, but three hundred's not like not a today's lot. NFL. It's not, but for the 49ers, it is. It's one of the most run heavy teams. It is. Oh, gotcha. Um, so yeah, it's it's not a lot. It's possible. But here's what I pulled up, and I, I don't know. This might piss some people off. I wanted to go back through, not to like make fun of the 49ers. That, that's not what this is. But Tom Brady was drafted 199 in the year 2000 draft, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to go back through the 49ers draft that year because we got a lot of players. And I think it puts into perspective how far we have come. Is, is it okay if we do that? Can I just rattle off real quick all the players the Niners Absolutely, drafted that year? Because I want to see what we're going to do when you do this. We're going to pick who we think is the best player from that draft. Who was who had the best outcome? Okay. We we had two first-round picks that year. And, and this isn't a, oh, we should have taken Tom Brady in the first round. That's not an argument anybody's going to have uh, because nobody knew that. Okay, here we go. Two first-round picks of Maude Plummer and oh, wow. Julian Peterson. Then we had two second-round picks. Jason Webster, John Engelberger. Then who? we had two third picks. Jeff Ulbreich, who's coaching now, Ulbreich, probably the most famous, Giovanni Carmazzi out of Hofstra, who never attempted a pass. John Keith, John Millen, Paul Smith, Brian Jennings, and then Tim Rattay. We took not one, but two quarterbacks that year. Mm. Two of them. Sounds like a 49er thing. Consistent. Consistent. Hmm. I, I, I think the best pick was the first round pick. And Julian Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the only two players that made a Pro Bowl, Brian Jennings, the tight end in the seventh round, had two Pro Bowls. And then really? Julian Peterson, he had five. One All-Pro season, too. So. Really? Yeah. Brian Jennings, I don't even remember who Brian Jennings is. How many? Yeah, he got, he got some work. He was a blocking tight end special teamer. Um. Yeah, he was all right. He I wonder all what right. it would have been like if we would have drafted pick 199 Tom Brady. Like, do you think – let's just ask this question. Because uh, 
look, where's my man GSU for life? This is why I love this guy. He just doesn't know that I love him, but I'm gonna tell him right now. <laughs> He's, He's always says, coming, man. He's uh, always coming. Yeah, he did. I don't know, but he asked something about like how Brady wasn't the man at and in, in Michigan, and he wasn't. He no. was behind my man Drew. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so like I, I just feel like this is why I like Brock Purdy, guys. This is why I'm liking Brock, and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm not saying Brock Purdy has uh, Tom Brady tendencies. He does. He's not even built the same way. He's, he, they, they're different quarterbacks. But he got drafted in the seventh round. He he wasn't gonna get drafted. Let's just call it like it is. No one was going to pick up this kid. He was probably gonna go undrafted and then come into the league and you know hopefully get to a team and get his wait for his opportunity. Right. Tom Brady was the same way. Even though he got picked 199, he wasn't going to ever see the field. Mm. Tom Brady wasn't going to see the field. If it wasn't for Drew, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Drew getting injured. Tom Brady would have never saw the field of day. Here's the one thing I love about Tom Brady, and I know people don't like him, and I I understand it. It's fine. The thing I love about him is his drive. And his ability to say, F the world, don't ask me for anything. I'm going to go out here and take it. He got an yeah. opportunity, and he never looked back. I'm saying that Brock has an opportunity. And I, I'm not saying he's the end-all, be-all. But if he goes out here and beats the GOAT, and then he goes out here and continues to build really great friend film for himself, we got a controversy. We got to. We got to. We got to have another conversation. We got some content. Where I feel like we get too much. You know what I mean? Like, right. good gosh, the cover of this team is hilarious. It's, you know, in 2019, you know, we were like the the what was it? The heartbreak kids because all the games like came down to the wire, whether we won or lost. Every single game was just it's coming down to the wire. This year, no games come down to the wire. Every no. single game's been a blowout one way or the other. Right. We haven't had a one possession game. The Chargers was six points. That's it. That's it. You got to go back to Denver. We've had two one possession games this year, the 49ers, one side or the other. Like every game is whatever, but it's all the stuff off the field. Um, it's just been crazy. I don't think this is the way Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch wanted it. Definitely wasn't planned. But. Yeah. But they have no choice. And and yeah. and this is what's going to make Kyle Shanahan just go up another notch on his coaching belt, right? Because now he's down. Now, remember, Kyle Shanahan has a pretty bad track record with quarterbacks. I just don't think he's really good with quarterbacks. I, I didn't think the quarterbacks that he drafted were good. I know he was able to get Nick Mullins to win one, but he couldn't get Nick Mullins to win more than one back-to-back, right, consecutively. So, like, I, I don't know. So, we're going to – Kyle's being – Someone asked the question yesterday, who has more pressure? And I said, Kyle Shanahan, but I want to, I'm going to ask you the question. Who has more pressure this week? Is it Kyle Shanahan or is it on Brock Purdy? Man, I felt, I really do feel Kyle's best game of the entire year was last week. I thought that was Kyle's best called game. Um, and I thought, you know, is it Brock making Kyle look good? Is it Kyle making Brock look good? Is it both? And I think it is, but I don't know, man. I don't think there's pressure to win with a third-string quarterback. Is there pressure on McVay right now? No, there's not. Why? Because they suck. Like, But the 49ers are in first place. I don't think there's a lot of pressure 
Hey, on Kyle. I don't I think dis- there is. I Okay. And then I, I get what you're saying. I like that. I disagree, though, because I'm Kyle has to keep this moving. Right? He has to keep the trend going upwards. And I feel like the pressure is on him. Even, like, the, like it's like self-applied pressure, though. Like, it's not like pressure from the media or this, whatever, whatever. Kyle wants to win. And Kyle couldn't win with backup, backup, backups. And so right. the question is, if he gets this win with the backup, 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 then it's like, oh, snap. Kyle drafted the right quarterback, right? He drafted a late, a late round guy, and he was able to get this kid and put him into a spot to where he, he's going to be able to lead his team to victory. So I feel like the pressure is on him because we still got to win the division. The division isn't sold, even though we're up a half game and a half. We lose this week, and Seattle wins. Now it's a half a game. And guess who we got to play? And then you mean to tell me next Thursday the pressure ain't on Kyle? How about the pressure starts now? He finds a way to win, and then he's just then you can kind of not relax, but you so know let's just let's look at this through a Vegas kind of perspective, right? Ah, because that, that kind of tells you what should happen. Okay. Uh-huh. The money is the most accurate out there. Having said that, if you look at teams with backup quarterbacks, I, the Rams, for example, they're playing tonight. They're a touchdown underdog to the Raiders. Okay. You look at the Ravens. They are underdogs to the Steelers who are terrible. Teams that play backup quarterbacks are not expected to win. Then you look at the 49ers. They're favored by three and a half half points. I got you. Tom Brady in the first place books. I know they're six and six, whatever else. But like uh, the team that has been built by the 49ers has never been quarterback focused ever. Never has. Not from the start. It wasn't. And Again, you come in with no quarterback, and this was probably a mistake, and you spend your first pick on a defensive lineman. You spend your next first-round pick on a linebacker. It's a, it's a defensive-driven roster. Almost every single first-round pick has been a defensive lineman, except for Mike McGlinchey and Trey Lance. But that they invested there. So you have insulated the roster in a way in which it's not quarterback-driven. Now, whenever you spend all that on Trey, you were hoping you could kind of shift and turn that focus – uh, has it come to realization yet? We'll have to see if the, if it does. That's another conversation. But I don't know, man. It's again, we just talked about how this team's thrown for 300 yards one time and lost. Lost. Mm. Yeah, but it, we got to look at the context in that game too because it was close. We were down by what five or six or something, and the, then to start the third, and just then starts just, the third, and then it just it just hit the fan. Robert Marquez says. Uh, Breezy, could you please talk about the real problem with the Niners, the O-line? I feel like they're getting a pass on social media and should be held accountable for injuring two quarterbacks this year. John, I'm going to let you take this because I'm, I don't, I don't, you have, you have to, I'm shutting up. Go ahead. You got it. Okay. Let, let's deal with both those injuries. Um, you have to look at those injuries in the context in which they happen. Trey Lance got hurt on a quarterback power getting hit by a linebacker with a defensive tackle draped around his legs after he passed the line of scrimmage. Cannot put that on the offensive line. That play call, maybe. Protection, may, like Trey protected himself, maybe. Whatever else. It was just a freak injury. Like, go watch an Eagles, play, Eagles game. They run that exact same play five to six times every single game. Every single game. 
Um, watch a Bills game. They do the exact same play. Like, that was a freak injury, okay? Now, if you want to talk about Trey Lance and the other injuries, that's another conversation. Look at the Jimmy play. I, I'm sorry. I don't really put that on the old line. I put that way more on Jimmy. I thought okay, was, because I, I explained that to them yesterday, John. Like I, they watched the show, they saw the show, they saw the clip. I'm not pulling it back up, but you clearly saw it was on Jimmy. Please continue. Okay, they slide to the right. They brought six. They had five blocking. Six defensive linemen, five blockers. Guess what? Numbers. One's coming free. Jimmy has to recognize that he did. It was a trick play where they fire zone drop two. They bracketed both hot routes because you had Debo and Christian McCaffrey doing the Texas red option, which that's the hot route. That's the hot route. They had an inside breaker and an outside breaker on both. Jimmy has to throw the ball away. Jimmy never does throw the ball away. Now, if you want to talk about how Mike McGlinchey's guy came off, you know, and need Jimmy in the foot and you want to talk about protection that way. Yeah. Was it a good rep by Mike McGlinchey? It wasn't. I'm not a Mike McGlinchey defender by any stretch, but I'm sorry. That's that's on Jimmy. And Kyle even said in the press conference yesterday, oh, well, both of his hot routes, they cut it off. They jumped it. He should have ate the sack and he tried fighting for more yards because if you get past the 35, Robbie can make it. And so Jimmy was fighting for it. And it's the NFL. I, the offensive line went through three games without in a row without allowing a sack. Um, have they had their misses? Sure. Is, sure. is Mike McGlinchey the answer long-term? I don't think so. I, I, I don't put either one of those injuries on the whole line. Uh, the film I, doesn't support that. Not the injuries, but I do feel like we can upgrade in the offensive line, which is something that I think they plan to do, and I think they're developing guys as well. We just got to be patient. Right for me, if I had to pick one offensive position to upgrade, it would be the center position. What would be same? Your, okay, same. I, okay, I, I've been I, screaming I, that all year. Oh yeah, I just I just wanted to make sure people understand. Like you know, it's really one position. It's it's as we as bad as Mike McGlinchey looks. I even think he looks better with a better center. Yeah. I, he didn't look. I, if we had uh, Alex Mack here, Mike McGlinchey wouldn't look as bad. I just don't now. Think. To be fair on Jake Brindle though. It's not pass protection that's his issue. No, it's He's the fine. run. It's the run. It's you want to know why the run game is it's struggling so much? It's Jake Brendel. It's mm -hmm. Jake. He cannot maintain a block for more than a second and a half. He cannot. He and gets he there every time. He just gets thrown to the side. Yeah. Uh, he cannot anchor and lo lo lock on. Uh, so pass protection wise, Jake Brendel's fine. Yeah, but just, we're not trying to pass the ball too much, right? Nope. We're trying to set this run game so we can set up for easier yep. pass attempts and so that's why there's more third and sevens instead of third and fours, third and fours. Is yes thank you john appreciate that but his follow-up question was and if brock goes down we in trouble uh nobody's gonna pick up kyle's system in three weeks purdy is all we got like it or not listen i i don't understand the josh johnson signing so maybe i love you can josh johnson i love him i, I love I, him I, down, I, I don't know him. i don't really care i just don't understand <laughs> it like dude what has he done successfully enough to back up Brock Purdy? That's my question. Well, I mean, you got to understand this is the fourth, fourth quarterback now, right? People said if Trey goes down, we're in trouble. Oh, well, then we got lucky. If Jimmy goes down, we're in trouble. Oh, well, here we are now. If Brock goes down, we're in trouble. Injuries suck. And the 49ers are kind of notorious for stacking injuries at the same positions always, which pisses me off. Um, but Josh Johnson was with Cleveland and Kyle Shanahan. Back in 2012, he was with Kyle Shanahan in Washington in 2018. The reason why he was brought in, he was with the Jets this past this year. Mm -hmm. um, 
So he knows the system, right? So to your question, Robert, two parts. Yeah, if Brock goes down, we're in trouble. We're already in trouble. But Josh Johnson knows Kyle's system better than Trey Lance, better than Brock Purdy, probably not as well as Jimmy Garoppolo has been there for uh, five years, six years now. But like as far as experience level goes and most time in Kyle's system, Josh Johnson's ahead of Trey Lance. He's been with him longer than he has. So you have a quarterback that knows the system. And I will say this, Josh Johnson's mobile. He's a dual threat quarterback. So he's somebody that can provide some different things that way. You know what I mean? No, it's, I don't want him starting, but yeah, if you, how many teams can you say, okay, you lost your first, second, third string quarterback, but you're still in first place in the playoff hunt? I don't think a lot of teams can say that. No, listen, if Josh Johnson was the third string guy option, I'm cool with it. But he's clearly, they brought him in to be the, the backup. He's the backup. What right? else are you going to do? There's nothing you, else you, out there. There are other guys you can look and who? Who? Get the, get the, you got a computer right in front of you. Pull that list up. There were some available quarterbacks. I would have took RG. I'd rather have RG3, who Ugh. ain't played in 35 years. To come okay, down. if we know anything, okay, about Kyle Shanahan, I know it is. Not happen. I got you. I, I he is you. not going to bring somebody in that has talked trash on him and all that stuff and whatever else. Like, Big that ain't dummy. happening. And RG3, RG3, he's a talker. Big dummy. And he burnt that damn bridge. He and burnt the- that bridge. He got him and his dad fired. Are you kidding oh, me? There ain't no way in hell and they're the bringing him back. Of the late nope. great Red Fox, you big dummy. <laughs> yeah, no, he did this himself. He did this himself. Um, yeah, uh, now that ain't happening, man. But he, I'm he saying, burnt that people bridge. saying no to RG three, but he's better than Josh Johnson. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, and you uh, can't say that a guy that had more success and and is Josh Johnson the ultimate journeyman. Yes, but he's not a successful quarterback in the NFL. So then you look at guys that had success. I guess that's the way I'm looking at it. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying RG3 could be play football right now. He ain't played in a long time. And, good. and you go out and get a guy that's at least currently playing. But if, if there was another guy currently playing right now that was available. Okay, let's go through this list because I don't I don't like any of these guys. Okay. okay, Ryan Fitzpatrick would be the one that, like, okay, if he's open to it, whatever else. But I have heard through a couple sources he has told his agent, do not answer phone calls. I'm not at all interested. He is very, very happy, so that ain't happening. Cam Newton, hell no. Tim Boyle, nope. Mike Glennon, get out of here. A.J. McCarron, no way. Josh Dobbs, I'm okay. Jacob Eason, come on, man. Isn't Driscoll, he Driscoll, what? Don't we still have Jacob Eason? Uh, he's on our practice squad currently, but again, no. Like okay. they could have elevated him. He knows our system. Yeah. He if if somebody got hurt, Josh Johnson or Brock Purdy, Jacob Eason would probably be elevated. But I don't like that. Jeff Driscoll, that one maybe. That one maybe. Yeah. Um, let's see. I don't think this list is completely updated all the way. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, there's just not much out there, man. Like, I mean, I think the familiar, familiarity of him knowing the system is why he's, if he does know the system, is why he's here. Yes. So, and yes. then I think, and like you said, you have the ability, he has the ability to kind of like get outside the pocket, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But again, he's just not a successful guy. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, and but the, here's the thing. They're not <laughs> looking to play him either. 
No, my favorite thing about Josh Johnson, and I'm not trying to be mean, this is his 84th official NFL transaction. Wow. 84 times. Wow. The dude, I, I'm curious, anybody want to guess how much money he has made? Uh, I don't like putting other people's business out there, but this just fascinates me. He's been in the league for a very, very long time. He's 36 years old. His career earnings with 84 NFL transactions. That's crazy. Uh, he's he's made $8.5 million. It's not a lot. It's not a lot, but he's appeared in how many games? He's been in 37 games in his career. He started nine. One and eight as a starter. Like, I'm not saying he's great. That's not what I'm doing at all. I hope nobody takes me as saying like, oh, this guy, we're going to be fine with him. That's not what it is at all. It's... He knows the system. He's a great locker room guy. He knows his role. And that's why you didn't put in a claim for Baker. You don't bring that crap in there. Christian McCaffrey was with Baker a month ago. You think Christian McCaffrey was knocking on the door saying, hey, coach, can you bring Baker in? Hell no. If he was, we would put a claim in for him. All right, man. We shall see what happens. Um, I'm I'm all in on Brock, though. So right now, yes. Yes. Brock, Brock, listen to me, Brock. I know you're watching the show because you guys watch. They watch the show. I, Brock, I just need you to do whatever you got to do to find a way to stay healthy and get us through this the end of the season, rest up, you know what I'm saying, and then go right into the playoffs and do what Brock does. So I'm I'm good with it. Like I'm I'm cool with Brock. I'm just more concerned because it's being a 49er, it comes with some stipulations. It does. It does. I, I ain't gonna talk about them stipulations, but it just comes with some stipulations. And so you know, like we know, like I know, like. Things happen, to, especially that position. Some th- things just been happening. This has been a twilight zone year. But listen, Brock, go out there and do your thing, man. Brock, hold it down. Josh, if your number is called, we going to have to rock with Josh. That's what we do. Or Jacob Eason. Why not? Where's 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 the guy? Where's Rosen at? Go get Rosen back. Uh, at least he knows. Uh, he might system. be somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. All right. It so, is. Let's go ahead and start getting into this game. We got this matchup this week. We got old man versus young man. Uh, and I, I don't, I, he's old. It is what it is. Uh, here's interesting, though. John, do you have Tom Brady stats for this year? Because I, yeah. I think he's playing particularly very well football. <laughs> the craziest stat for me with Tom Brady, he has attempted the most passes out of any quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> And he's older than both of us. Like how? The, like he leads the NFL in pass attempts. Okay, so damn, he ain't going down. He Yo, he down. has a sixty-six point two completion percentage. He has over three thousand yards, sixteen touchdowns. Here's the thing: you ready for this, John? Three, yeah, interceptions. Yeah, here's his entire. This is the Bucks' entire philosophy. They suck. They're the worst rushing team, team in the NFL, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. dead last so they said tom you're going to throw the ball till your arm falls off but his arms look strong here's what tom brady does he does not throw interceptions he does not take sacks like that's his he will throw the ball he'll ground it mm-hmm. 20 times and he gets the benefit of the doubt every time like he is the antithesis to jimmy garoppolo in so many ways in the fact that man he lived to play another day no problem he has no problem having three points on the board going into the fourth quarter. As long as he doesn't make mistakes to help the other side out, he's complimentary football def- 
find, right? And so the reason why he's still having success, I know they're only six and six. They're not as good a team as they were in the past, but no turnovers, no sacks. Like he's one of the best in the entire NFL at that. Uh, and just protects the ball and waits till the fourth quarter. And we saw it against the Saints. Um, you know, get a little magic, Tom Brady magic going. Shows he just up. Understands the clock, the game, down the distance, and and, and scenarios. What yeah. scenario has Tom Brady not seen? But remember yeah. on this schedule, I said this was my most fearful game. Yep. And yep. and you said, but you said it. This was yours too. Like, but but because of this defense, right? I I'm more concerned about Tom Brady. And people were like, well, he he's not doing anything. I just read you his numbers. Are their team winning? Is their team winning? Nah, not really. Why? They can't run the ball. They can't run the ball. Yeah, I don't know what happened. But they don't have an offensive line. So playing against this defense, though, the defense should be able to, to tee off. And yes. have some fun, especially with some of the players that are that may be out, like Tristan Wirfs. That's probably that. the biggest thing. Whenever Tristan Wirfs got hurt, it was an ankle issue initially. He tried to come back and practice, then hurt his knee. So now it's a knee and an ankle issue. And we all know who Tristan Wirfs is because we were at the 13th pick in the draft. We traded back one spot with the Bucks. They jumped up to get worse. We jumped back to get Kinlaw. Here we are. Well, uh, odds of either one of them playing this week, not going to happen probably. Uh, they're both going to be out. But Tristan Wirfs has been amazing. The best, not like any offensive lineman, the best, uh, how do I say this? Pressure percentage allowed per snap in the NFL. Number one, mm. without him, it changes. And whenever he went out, Tom Brady said, I don't know if we can run our hurry up, no huddle offense without Tristan Wirfs. Like that's how good he is. Um, and so it looks like he's going to be out. And, you know, their backup that came in did not play very well. Um, you know, you've got Donovan Smith on the left side, uh, who hasn't been great. And Josh Wells, who's an undrafted free agent from James Madison up in your neck of the woods. Um, how far is James Madison from you? Do you know? How far is what? James Madison College. It's close to you, right? I'm You're in Connecticut. It's in Delaware. It's in Delaware. So it's probably like four, four and a yeah, half hours. It's close. It's close. But yeah, undrafted free agent. Uh, he's going to be playing right tackle. So Donovan Smith's having his worst year of his career. And now you've got Josh Wells on the other side. It's rough, man. Uh, their offensive line has been the main issue. They lost three guards. They lost their center. They lost both of their guards. Shaq Mason, they trade for him, who he's been he, – he's always great, Shaq Mason. Uh, he's playing right guard. But their offensive line's worse than ours by a considerable margin. Um, by a considerable margin. I, I think our defensive line's going to be just fine. I, I really, really do. So I have a, I have a scenario for you uh, or, or a question. Uh, defensive line, let's talk about Nick Bosa. Uh, being that he's probably going to have a non-matchup, you know, whatever. Uh, if we're, Especially if Worfs is out. If Worfs plays, Nick Bosa still should have the advantage because Worfs isn't 100%. So let's talk about this. And he could go to the other side. Nick Bosa gets a pick where he goes from. Big now, and I love it. Let's ask this question. So will Nick Bosa have more sacks or more roughing the passer calls in this game? See? People think my questions are dumb, John. And I know you know why I'm asking you this question. Three straight games, roughing the passer call. He's playing against the guy that gets all the roughing the passer calls. 
I mean, the refs will do anything in their power to keep Tom Brady and the the Bucks relevant. They'll do anything. You can go back to the Falcons game, it's which they the should have lost. It's just Tom Brady. It's, it's not just the Tom Bucks. Brady. Yeah. And it's funny because going through the film last week, there was a low hit on Brock Purdy in the pocket. One hundred percent pass interference didn't call it. Next drive, same thing happens to Tua, which was a penalty. Was a penalty, and they called it. I mean, it matters who you are in this league. And Tom Brady, you know, it's the Michael Jordan, you know, rule. Like, you ain't get those MJ calls. Tom's getting those MJ calls. Tom and MJ of football right now. That's okay with me. I don't care. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, how do I say this? I want to hit the damn quarterback. So I'm telling my guys, don't get the penalty. But if you can hit Tom, hit Tom. If it's close, hit Tom. Like, that's what I'm saying. Because Tom, he's old. You and I are old. I wake up and my neck hurts. Tom's older. Like, I know he don't drink milk or something, whatever it is. But, yeah, there's going to be a lot of penalties. What's up, Perk Dog? Uh, in the chat, love it. He says, we about to be a flag central Sunday. There's going to be penalties galore. There but is. You, take, you take your hits on Brady. I believe in that. You hit Brady if you can hit Brady. Not don't not dirty, but if no. it's close, if, if, they if it's it, close, they call it, but you, you take, hit. Yeah. It, it, look. Brady's a tough son of a gun. So you he he he's been hit before. I don't think call me crazy. I like the pressure from the outside. But this game in my opinion is going to be more with those defensive tackles. So Eric Armstead and uh oh my gosh, who's going to line up next Kevin to Givens. Maybe Kevin Givens or I maybe Joe get some burn. Will get some snaps. It's going to be more on them because yeah. Tom Brady it's his is his least favorite thing. Yeah. He's yeah, talked I, about that repeatedly. Pressure yeah, up the middle is what bothers him the most. Yeah, I was trying to get it out. But John knew exactly. He can, see, John <laughs> and I, I can complete my sentences. Like, this is John and I. Like, we're we're here now. Like, we, you know, color purple. But, no, um, that's my that's my issue. So, Eric Armstead, will he see more snaps this game? Yeah, but I'll say this, man. You know, Armstead got 21 snaps last last week. Didn't show up too much in the stat sheet. But the biggest plays of the game all were on Eric Armstead, right? Nick Bosa's second sack. It was Nick, like, Armstead created that. Bosa came untouched on the stunt because Armstead carried three linemen with him on the stunt. Uh, Jimmy Ward's interception. Uh, Armstead hits Tua as he's throwing it for Jimmy Ward's interception, which was hilarious because it was to Jeff Wilson Jr., and he just tripped over thin air uh, for the catch. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. was responsible for two sacks two and sacks. an interception in that game, by the way. It. I just throwing that you, out there. Coach, he was going to be a non-factor, but people don't listen to us. They don't. He they did have one carry for three yards, though, so that's a big deal. They had 30 yards rushing, bro. Yeah, Jordan Mason rushed for more than their entire offense on the same amount of carries. I'll take well, that fifth round pick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Oh. Uh, people are like, yo, you traded him. You're going to get a pick. We get a pick back. Oh, snap. The 49ers know exactly yeah. what they're doing in the front office. But no, I one asked yard, that, one carry three yards. I asked that question, John, because it's like this, right? So I know the pressure is going to come from the sides. That's not the issue. Tom Brady is quick at getting the ball out. It's one thing he's good at, right? It's one of the best things he's good at. Excuse me. So if he feels the pressure concaving on him, he doesn't really take that sack. It's the one in front of his face because he doesn't have the ability to elude it. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of throwaways, man. A lot of throwaways, which could is be, fine. Drake Jackson might be able to get some tip passes in this game. Like, he's this could be in the NFL in tip passes. He's not, he's got no snaps. 
fifth. Fifth. So we're talking exactly. about the number one defense against not a really good offense. We watched the number one defense go against the number one or two offense. And not number one no more. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> How Double we negative. Understand, like, why this defense isn't going to prevail another week with Brock Birdie? Uh, I think if you look at okay, if you just look at the Bucks offense, uh, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, they're not really good at anything besides protecting the ball. They've scored over twenty two points once this entire year, one time, one time. Um, and so uh, literally that was against the Chiefs, and they lost by ten. But every other game, they have not gone above twenty two points. And so you know the Forty ers defense. Guess what? They've allowed over twenty two points twice um so like it's going to be a low scoring game back to vegas it is the lowest projected over under total score at 37 and a half points right now they're projecting a 20 to 17 type game it's going to be low scoring but i will say this brock purdy in that offense put up 30 plus last week but this is a better defense they're going against it's going to be low scoring it's going to be close and that's the bucks way to win this game keep it close to the fourth and try to get them to turn their magic on. That's basically their recipe to win. That, that's all they got. Every You look at the games they win, that's about it. But whenever you look at teams they play with good defenses, Cowboys, let them up. Saints, lead, let them up week two. Um, Falcons defense, eh, they play close, whatever. Like They play against good defenses. They struggle. They struggle. Even the Saints, who they won like miraculously at the last second, Saints dominated that game. Mark Ingram doesn't walk out a yard early. The game's over. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, let's talk about their playmakers on offense, though, because they have some guys. And Correct. Their, their guys are different, <clears throat> excuse me, than the speedy guys, right? So they don't have the speedy guys in, in Miami. They kind of, like, have a mixture of speed and, and power. So the Chris Godwin – and the Mike Evans, you know, the bigger receiver, kind of like the, you know, not the routing running receiver. Uh, let's talk about these guys, man, because our defense is going to face up and they're going to face another another challenge. And how does the defense prevail against two guys like this? Good, uh, good point, Robert. My biggest concern with the 49ers has continued to kind of show its ugly head. If you're going to beat the 49ers, you have to throw the ball deep, deep. You got to throw the ball deep. We saw it with Miami. Um, we, we've seen it with the Chiefs. We've seen it, you know, time and time again. You got to throw the ball deep. If you're going to dink and dunk, you're not going to beat the 49ers. Let's just be real. Now, we've already talked about how the Bucks throw the ball more than any other team in the NFL. If you look at just Tom Brady this year, and this is what's crazy to me, over 10% of his passes travel 20-plus yards in the air. I don't know how he's still doing it. His arm has not gone down. And so if 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 I was to travel back, in time in my DeLorean and, and the I 49ers come, lost and after what's up man to be in there I want to I want to ride in the DeLorean let's let's roll man let's roll uh it's gonna be better than your travel plans usually um I'm sorry Wayne I love you man I love you Continue. low blow low blow low blow <laughs> he took me to, he left he left oh, I gotta hide over here oh, I love it man uh, I love you Wayne I'm sorry bro I'm sorry we gotta have fun sometimes uh Wayne's travel he's the second person <laughs> That's big time. That's taking shot at my travel agency plans. Who else threw shots? I'm curious. Let's see, Mike Andrews, uh, everybody in this chat, oh, Kylie. Like, it's because we love you, man. It's because yeah. we love you. 
Look, when I put that stuff out there, I'd be wanting serious like prayer and mercy. I want to get wherever I'm going. I I don't even need to get home. Just get me to my destination safe. Oh my gosh. Look, Here's the conversation I have every single trip we do. I we show up and here's here's the question I get. Hey, where's Wayne at? And I go, I don't know. I don't know. He's supposed to be here. I don't know. He's somewhere. And then John will send me a text. I'm probably on the airplane somewhere. John is like, hey, man, when you get here, I'm just checking in on you. You yeah. know, because I get worried about you. I feel bad, but it's like, dude, I don't know where the hell you are. I, I don't even know where. I don't know what state you were in. I Listen, know what part of Mexico you're in. I don't know where the hell you are. I got one more flight with American Airlines than they're banned for life. I, I already booked it. <laughs> I didn't realize that I shouldn't use them. Right? Yeah, one more. That's rough, man. Tight that's ass rough. Seats. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh man, I'm sorry. I forgot where I was going with it. Oh, I know where I was. They got to beat us deep. I think that's they got to beat the 49ers deep. So if you are going to guarantee or whatever the 49ers want to do their job, it's going to be a whole lot of cover three and a lot more quarters this week because you don't have to worry about the run. You don't have to worry about the run. They're the worst running team in the in like the NFL. So I want two high safeties nonstop. You know, Talanoa had a bad game. Um, he came out on Richard Sherman's podcast, takes ownership. I love that kid. Um, you know, Hufunga's a playmaker for both teams. And so if you can get a little bit more consistent play and a li little bit more consistent on, you know, his responsibilities on the deep ball, we'll see. The one thing he doesn't do is hesitate, uh, but he's got to be, if he's going to be wrong, be wrong long. Don't let him beat you deep. That That's the thing that scares me, but I, I think he gets it corrected. Cedric since 1983. That's dope. That means you were born in 19. That's so dope. That's dope. Uh, the defense shouldn't play scared. We need this win before we go to Seattle. Our first road game in four games. Yeah, this, I keep saying that this uh, <laughs> that this win is important, and it's because mainly of that. A, it keeps you ahead in the standings. It keeps you ahead of Seattle because, God forbid, like Seattle wins, right? Now they're just closer, and it makes that game a lot more more you know important and, and and tough to win like you know you're playing a divisional game this is not a divisional game it is a conference game it's not a divisional game uh but i don't think this defense ever plays scared that's why i put this comment no. up here i i've no. I, speaking of scared there's a mean person on defense that i might be scared of and i don't get scared of people do you know what i'm talking about trey greenlaw what the freak how did you trey know greenlaw. what i was talking about that dude he's Something wrong with him, man. He ain't right. He's different. He's different. He's mean as hell, man. Uh, he's mean. What did he say about Tyreek Tyree Hill? Hill? <laughs> so it was one of the best plays I've ever seen from a linebacker in my life, um, which it's not going to show up. And I know Baldy did a breakdown on it. We talked a lot about it on our Patreon. But, you know, Tyreek Hill just gets a, it's a, it's just a it's just a shallow drag route. You're just going right behind the line of scrimmage full speed. Tua throws the ball to him, you know, full speed this way. And you see Drake Greenlaw just turn his jets on, stay in stride for stride with Tyreek, zero yards after the catch, picks him up on the sidelines, and then drops him. Like, not no penalty. And he said, I wanted him to know that I could have ended him. Like Yvonne Drago type stuff. Like, I'll crush you. Like, <laughs> yeah, like. And after that, you could see on the all 22 take the sidelines, everybody's like, like everybody just kind of took a step back. 
Um, you got some game changers, man. You have some mental warriors that like play th- these type of games. The Fred Warner's, you know, Tua. I'm sorry, Fred Warner, Talanoa, and Drake Greenlaw. Like those three guys, Jimmy Ward. Th- they're up here. It's it's psychological warfare backed up with a physicality that look, man. You're gonna come soft. Go ahead. Like they will kill. Fred Warner's out there trying to kill people. He's diving over people. He's a like it's he's a like mentality. William Wallace from Bravehearts right now. Like he's he's just on another level, man. Oh, oh, oh. I feel I like it. we got William Wallace and the Gladiator on the same team. It's a lot, man. What did Kyle Shanahan said? It's like Mike Tyson wearing a 49ers jersey out there watching Dre Greenlaw. And that is exactly correct. He had a hit on the tight end out in the flats, Dre Greenlaw did, where he just ended that dude. I mean, like he gave him like it was almost like a DDT, like, I mean, he's he violent, bad intentions all the time. I look, if 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 Dre Greenlaw would have did what he should have did to Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill wouldn't have had that game. No, no. It but it was it it set the tone. Like it changed, it, it affected it. And and again, I see B Max comments right here talking about how people were having arguments between Greenlaw and Aziz all the time. Mm-hmm. And everybody kept, like, making fun of me, talking about how, you know, I, I was Team Greenlaw all the time, but I love mm-hmm. Aziz. There's Thank not you. a wrong choice here. Mm-hmm. But I kept saying, I want the guy that's, what are you best at, right? What are you consistent at? Well, Greenlaw is one of the best tackling linebackers in the NFL. Guess who had the highest, highest coverage grade for the entire Niners defense last week against the Dolphins? It was Drake Greenlaw. Mm-hmm. If you can add the coverage to his already elite tackling and run support, that's where it gets weird. But they you- had they had um, Tyreek four times, four targets on Dre Greenlaw. He had like seven yards after the catch on all four of those. Like McDaniel's did his job. Hey, we're going to isolate Tyreek on their number two coverage linebacker, Dre Greenlaw, and Tyreek's going to take advantage. Nope, nope, didn't happen. Sorry. So- I knew he was the better coverage linebacker the moment he intercepted that pass in Seattle. That so, was a hell of a play, man. Because the way he dropped back to the left side of the, uh, on that uh, yep. sideline, and he just picked up it. That's when I said, oh, this guy's going to be a problem. And another thing that made me feel like he was just the better guy, and it's it's not nothing wrong with him just being a better player overall because I love Aziz Alshair and I think the 49ers going to make him an offer. Had an injury year again and the 49ers are going to come at him and they're going to hit him with the injuries price and who else going to pay him? So I hate to say it like that but he needs and he's going to want to come back here. He loves this room. He knows what this team is about. Win a championship, sign a one-year deal and then go out there and get your money and, and so that's for Aziz but they extended the right player and it's mainly because of the impact that Greenlaw brings. Listen, he's violent, like like super violent. He was so violent, y'all were cursing him out week one. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong, John, because we're all everybody in this chat. Y'all better get y'all. Y'all were cursing him out. He we lost this game because he got two personal fouls, and then the 49ers, they said, you know what, Greenlaw, we scared of you, so we're just going to extend you right after. Well, the funny thing is, if you watch both those plays, neither one was a personal foul. Neither I didn't one think of them so either. I didn't Another think so. one of them. Yeah, it looked bad on the broadcast the feed. 
Right. They were yeah. protecting the, the uh, Big Papa says, uh, yesterday, Aponte, talking about Jason Aponte, uh, annied up and made a mistake and gave credit on the Bradshaw. Those two really good dudes uh, right there. So, and, and that, and like, we all have our things. And quarterback brings the worst out of everybody whenever we talk about those. But guess what? We're a Niners fan first and foremost, right? And so whenever somebody wins and takes over, we're all celebrate that. And so the fact that Drake Greenlaw's already outplaying his contract extension that he just signed two months ago. Which uh, normally doesn't happen. No. Usually players get their money and they kind of like, not the 49ers. No. And I'll say this, you know, I'll throw this out there. Drake Greenlaw is my favorite player for one, because I played linebacker, coached linebackers whenever I first started my career, but also his story. And you look at Aziz's story too. So like their stories off the field are just as inspiring as who they are on the field. And when you put those things together, that's where it gets awesome. That's where it gets crazy. And so if you haven't heard that story, you can just type in Drake Greenlaw countdown or Aziz Alshire countdown. Uh, I did a one through 90 series, that full episode on every single player where I dug into who they are off the field, grades, all that stuff. Amazing, amazing human beings. Um, easy to root for, uh, which is awesome because they're best of both worlds. Look, the defense is going to be on par. If anybody should be scared, it's Tom Brady. You said he had, you saw he had words about Nick Bosa. Um, what did he say? I missed it. I missed it. Uh, in the chat, they said that they said that he that's the person that he's more concerned, most concerned about is Nick Bosa because Nick Bosa is playing on a level of like FU NFL level. I don't know if you know what that level is, but that's the level he's playing right now. It's it's defensive player of the year, man. It's it's very difficult to make an argument for anybody else. All right. Very so difficult. Here was the question about Nick Bosa. So we did this on the show. Uh, would you rather Nick Bosa this year win Defensive Player of the Year? Uh, and I asked this to Travis King, or break the NFL sack record? He can only do one. Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going to say defense. 40 hours only had two defensive players of the year uh, in the history yes. of the entire yeah. franchise. Yep. Yep. Um, and I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go defense because my thing about Bosa is this. I don't think what makes him so special is his pass rush. Yeah, he might be the best pass rusher in the NFL, but he's a two-way player. player, He's better against the run than I think he is against the pass. He's he's just great. And so he's so well-rounded. I would say defensive player of the year, but there's not a wrong answer there. You said sack record. You know I said sack record. It's a split. Listen, man, that sack record is tough. To break and you, you know what? It, it doesn't matter which one it is because whether if he if he gets defensive player of the year, he can go for the sack record next year. And then if he, he'll probably get less. He'll probably become if he wins defensive player of the year, he'll probably start getting the Michael Jordan calls. Yeah, there you like, go. No more holds, right? And so now he can tee off on that yeah. sack record like Michael Strahan did. And I want him something to go for still because if he gets the sack record, he's probably going to get defensive player of the year. Uh, right. I saw the chat. Who else got it? It was Deion Sanders and 94 and Dana Stubblefield. Those are the two defensive Those player of the years. Player of the years, yeah. yeah. And that would be a really good thing. But holding that stack record, is that that's that personal like. But with more games and it being more and more of a passing league, I think that's one of the things that's just going to continue to be broken. Kind of like the tight end record, right? Kittle breaks it. like Kelsey breaks it. Then Kittle breaks it. Then Kelsey breaks it. So I don't know. I think it's going to keep going up, but there's not a wrong choice there. There's not a wrong choice there. Let's get this. Start wrapping the show up, but let's get down to your key matchup. All right. So you can pick. You can only pick one. I need you. If I can only pick one, I'm going to be cheap as hell. Uh, I don't care. 
it's quarterback on quarterback, baby. It's out with the old in with the new, as you said. Um, that's what I want. You know, Nas releasing a record just, this, you know, a couple of weeks. Like, come on, baby. Let's roll. That like, that's what I want. On my way to Mexico. Not, I'm lying. Before the plane took off from the new Mexico <laughs> I was in, like, I tried to download it when I had internet, and I couldn't get all the songs before it took off to get me to where I was supposed to go, but I listened to it. Really good record. Really good record. Nas is not I like Nas a lot. But Nas yeah, I'm like, going Purdy versus Brady. Why not? Why yeah. not? And if you if you're gonna force me to do something else, uh, I'm gonna go linebackers against linebackers because you've got two of the best linebackers in the NFL on their side. Like if you were to argue, if you were to ask me, okay, who are the best linebacking groups in the NFL? Tampa Bay is gonna be in the top three for me. And the Niners are number one, but I didn't. I just said that at the beginning of the show. That's how I feel about this line. Like Tampa yeah. Bay's linebackers. I, I, who who would who are your top three though? Because Niners, Tampa Bay, maybe three. Who's two or who's three? Like, curious. yeah, I really think the Eagles kind of came out of nowhere with their linebacker play. Um, but play if you're gonna put Parsons at linebacker with Van Der Esch and all that stuff, I, I'm cool with the Cowboys being Cowboys? in that conversation as well. Okay. And I might be missing somebody. You can feel free to call me out. There, there's a lot of decent linebacking tandems in the NFL. I do not put the Cardinals up there despite having a bunch of first-round linebackers. Uh, they're not even close for me. No. Um, I don't even know who plays linebacker for the Eagles. That's funny. No, nah, man. They've Whenever they set up this year, which I thought it was crazy, uh, you know, I was like, oh, that's a major weakness. But what Edwards has come out and done, TJ Edwards, you know, who he was a Wisconsin kid, wasn't yeah. drafted. He has just been. What about like, Buffalo's he, linebackers? To me, they're line, they got a nice linebacking core. Yeah, they're they're not bad. Um, I don't think it's the strength of their team. I think their safeties kind of do everything. I like Trey Edmonds a lot. He was drafted the same year as uh, Fred Warner. He went in the first round, him and first his round. brother. Yeah. But, you know, and then you look at Max Milano or Matt Milano, who's been really, really good as well. So, yeah, no, you're not wrong there. There's a lot. The creme de la creme, though, is the 49ers. And I don't think most people would disagree with that. Melissa says, we are such a phenomenal duo together. It gives me chills oh, like nice. the Brothers of Destruction. Melissa, thank you so much. All right, here we go. Mike, matchup. Key matchup. So when we say key matchup, ooh, Tara Dome, you going down the right path. Booney Ward, can he eliminate Mike Evans? Ooh. I'm about this life right here. Mooney Ward against number one wide receivers has been doing his thing. It's when they move those wide receivers and shift them over to the slot like they did Tyreek Hill. I tell you what, if Miami didn't shift Tyreek Hill to the slot, he wasn't going to do much against the 49ers. And I, and it's hard to say that, but he started cooking once they moved him to the slot, and then he started abusing Jimmy Ward. Like, that's what that's what happened in that game. We were there. I watched yeah. it. Um, yeah. I like this. I'm not worried about Mike Evans moving over to the slot. Let's talk about this matchup, bro. I, I, I think it's incredible because you bring in Charvarius Ward, Mooney Ward. He's at his best for his bigger wide receivers. That's his why he was brought in. DK Metcalf, yes, sir. right? Uh, like you, DeAndre Hopkins, Cooper Cup, like these bigger guys. That's why he was brought in. And so Evans is a beast, but he doesn't run the full route tree. He runs goes. He runs, you know, you know, slot or sorry, fade comebacks like that's just kind of what he does, and he's a jump ball kind of guy. There's going to be a lot of contested catches. I expect a lot of penalties, um, but, yeah, it's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of penalties. And the oh, one man. thing I do like about Evans is he talks trash. And oh, so yeah. 
And he also I, dropped passes. A lot uh, of drop passes. Yeah, Kenny, he's Debo-esque with those. Kenny, my man, Banks versus Vita Vey. Vita Vey has played some of the best football of his career. Uh, Banks is coming off of back-to-back bad games, which, I mean, it, he was due. He was so consistent early, but he has struggled uh, back-to-back weeks. I That's going to be nutrition, bro. Like, is it like he's just his body's is he breaking down? No, I think Banks struggles versus the speed slasher guys. Okay, which we saw last week. Vea is not that. Vea is a massive human being. Will be the biggest person you play against all year. Um, I, f- I forget like his his metrics and whatnot. Six four three fifty. Right. So like, this is big boy on big boy. And so it's strength on strength. So I don't know. We haven't seen this. I will say Banks did really good against Grady Jarrett um, earlier. I, I thought he neutralized him relatively well. So that's one of the things I want to see because this is a different type of matchup. This is big on big. Uh, Banks needs to have a good game. You, you got to stop him up front. The unsung hero of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense may be an older guy, wide receiver by the name of Julio Jones. Uh, he's been playing healthy. Uh, he's been healthy lately. Excuse me. Um, he's a thorn in the 49ers. I could tell you that yeah, he's had a lot of his best games against us. There's no doubt. So are you any concerned about what they might try to do? That might be their slot guy. Now they're putting a big physical guy, which is in Jimmy Ward's favor as well, right? He's more of the physicality type of a person too. <clears throat> I don't, I'm not too concerned about Jones. If I was drawing this up, uh, my number one concern would be Godwin. Uh, number two would be Evans. Number three would be Jones. Okay. And yeah, I, I would stay in almost nickel predominantly this episode or this episode, this game. Um, I would not, Aziz wouldn't be getting a lot of snaps for me. Uh, I would keep Jimmy Ward out there. And yeah, I, I would stay almost predominantly a nickel versus team because I'm not worried about the run. So guys, if you don't understand what nickel coverage is, that means you're taking out a linebacker, which means Aziz removes himself from the game and you insert Jimmy Ward. So right. that is your that's our nickel back. Now the question is, they can do different coverages out of that uh, different type of formation or whatever a uh, package. And so John said that we play a lot of quarters coverage. And now it's funny that you said that because uh, when Talanoa Hufunga started to explain the quarters coverage, uh, you know Richard Sherman, there's so many different assignments. In that yeah. damn coverage, bro. Because I watched that. Okay, so they're dropping. Usually the break point is 14 yards. Okay, so quarters means you divide the field into fours. Like this player's responsible for the outside. This player's middle outside, middle outside, outside deep, right? So you, the four, it, deep four. But usually when a wide receiver hits 14 or more yards, if they're in your quadrant, you break on that, which he did. And so whenever I watched the film, I was like, man, that's what he should have done. Um, But he said, like, there's variations. It's not as simple as just, okay, we're in cover four. You you can put all kinds of different stuff on it. So he said he was wrong. Uh, I'll take his word on it. But, man, you know, as far as, like, traditional quarter coverage goes, he was correct. But if they had a package in where they're like, look, don't take the cheese, which is the frame he used, phrase he used, where like, hey, 14 yards, maybe you back it up 18 yards. Don't break on anything 18 yards or under because they throw deep so much. So those are the things we don't get privy to uh, with the tape. You don't know what the assignments are. Let's recap and end this show. You're going to give me a game prediction. What's one thing you're going to see from the 49ers? Can John predict one thing he's going to see from this game? And then we'll do a score prediction and then we'll say goodbye. 
Man, I think it's going to be a freaking – the World Cup's going on right now. We're going to get our version of the World Cup with field goals galore. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of field goals. And field goals are not a bad thing for the 49ers. You get points on any drive with your third-string quarterback against this defense, it's a win. You get to – I usually I say if you get to 22 points, you win. If you get to 17 points, you win this week. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game at all. Uh, I think it's going to be something like – 16 to 9. Uh, that like, oh, Melissa, she's got an offensive output. I think like 16 to 9, 17 to 12, something along those lines. It's just going to be so many kicks, I think. I'm going to bet the over on kicks for both teams. We got a lot of points, man. A lot of points. Wow. Wow. 40 to 3, he says. Paul Hope says 28 12. Oh, I love it, man. I, I love it. By Bosa. I like this. See, I said game day predictions. So some people are giving us game day predictions. Some are giving us score predictions. Um, if I had to give a game prediction on game day, I think Eric Armstead gets two sacks on Tom Brady. Oof, gosh, rub the stomach, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing my Waffle Home shirt. So, you know, you, that means you got some good eating. Mm-hmm. So there we go. There we go. I like that, it. That, that's what I'm doing. Um, I'm, I'm going to give him that. And – and if you want to know why, it's because I know that their tackles are probably going to struggle against the pass rush from the outside. But Brady, if that rush in the front of him isn't there, like if it's not there, Brady will step up in the pocket. Like that's what he loves to do. He's not an outside guy. You won't see him run to the outside. He will step up and make those guys in front of him run right past them and try to complete a short uh, pass over over the thing. Or if it's spread wide open because we play freaking zone, he will take off and run for three, four, five yards. That's that's Brady. You watch him. That's how he plays football. That that front up there has got to be able to shed those blocks. And when Brady steps up in that pocket, just make him fall right into you. And I think Eric Armstead gets two sacks. Yeah, I, I love it, man. I, he made such a big difference last week. He looked great. He looked really, really good. Only 21 snaps. I think it was out of 47. So, yeah, you bump that up, 25 to 30 snaps this week. Take it slow. He, they gave him a day off, just precautionary. Um, yeah, at Armstead being back is gigantic. Love it. Um, <laughs> that's a good question, Terradome. Who, which quarterback has more quarterback sneaks in this game? Is it Tom Brady or is it Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy's one for one, baby. He's bad. Yes, it didn't look that good. It did he not look there. Good. It didn't I look that he good. Didn't get it, John. I was like, no, he didn't get it. I'll say this. You know, we we talk about all the time how great Jimmy Garoppolo is at quarterback sneaks. Yeah, he learned that from Tom Brady. Tom Brady is still. You know, I would argue probably the best quarterback sneak artist of all time. I'm going to put Jimmy Garoppolo top three for sure. So I'm going to go Tom Brady on that one. This is so creamy. People got some really good predictions. John, before we jump up out of here, A, I want you to let everybody know where they can reach you, find you, support you. And then two, yeah, I said A and two. Let everybody know where they got that fire hat from, yo, because that hat is fire. We got this one at the Vegas draft. This is Project Hoea, um, H-O-E-A, I believe. Uh, he, he's a Polynesian artist that does Niners uh, stuff on Instagram. Um, Shane is his name, but Project Hoea, uh, he does great work. So it's all custom work, hand done. Um, yeah, he's busy man. He got a lot of stuff going on, but good dude. Uh, you can find me anywhere. Just type in John Chapman of 49ers Rush. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of familiar names in the chat, which I love. But yeah, man, we 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 do this thing all the time. Wayne's on my channel every Tuesday. Uh, we do all our road trips and stuff together. So yeah, there we go. 49ers Rush. That's the way to find it. 
Guys, it's been real faithful. Listen, it's going to go down. Uh, 49ers are going to win this game. Uh, I just don't know how yet. We got the we got the poll question. We about to jump up on real quick. The question is, how many points will the 49ers defense allow against the Bucks? Uh, 11 through 19, 0 to 10, uh, 20 to 29, and plus 30. Uh, and I read it out of order. So 62% says 11 to 19 are the points, man. That's I, I would personally feel like the 49ers are going to give up 13 points. I just feel like that's that number. I think Brady gets a touchdown. Um, and then I think it's just field goals for them. Once the 49ers adjust to what Brady does, I wouldn't be surprised, John, if the 49ers get punched in the mouth again, like really quickly. But I think that their defense will be able to kind of like reshape, reform the mouth and then come back out there and do some things. Uh, if the defense get turnovers, that's good. But Brady doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, but that doesn't mean it won't happen in this game. It's a different defense, right? There's yeah. fumbles, which Fred Warner's about as good as anybody at punching the ball out. There was one play this week where he went to punch the ball out of Tyreek mm-hmm. and Tyreek ducked and just hit him straight right in the crown of the head. Man. Ah! I was like, oh, no, but he popped up. No worries, but yeah. Um, Juan says, who replaces Ridgeway? I got yeah. T.Y. Go um, yeah, T.Y. is the guy, I think. Run run stopper on early rundowns, which probably this week you're not going to see a lot of. So I think the answer is this week, who replaces Ridgeway? Nobody. I think it's going to be Eric Armstead, Kevin Givens. Those are your starters. And then you bring in Kerry Hyder, Charles Aminahue, maybe T.Y., not too much of him. But I think during some games later on, that will be T.Y. McGill uh, in those run-heavy downs. But you're not going to see a lot of that this week. It's, they, it's- you, so you don't think they're going to at least try to attempt? So first of all, look, uh, when they are able to run the ball, that shit is effective. Like, Leonard Fournette, is a, they just haven't been able to do it this year. If What if this is the game? If Leonard Fournette is getting yards, if he plays, I don't know. But if he right. is getting those yards, you you, you gotta you gotta put the big guy in there, bro. Yeah, I mean they got 76 yards rushing um last week. Um they've broken 100 yards rushing twice this year. Totality, like total. That's it. Jeez. Wow. Like it, it's just a big there's a big difference. Um, and again, to put that into perspective with the 49ers, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times this year, the Niners have gone for over hundred yards. I got so you. Um, and five out of the last six weeks, we've gone for over 100 yards rushing. So I, I, I don't think – I'm telling you right now, I would stay in nickel. That my game plan would be – I'm saying my 4-2-5 set. Four linemen, two linebackers, linebackers, five. That's where the nickel thing comes from. Five nickel defensive backs. I'm staying there until they force me to get out of it. I got you. I got you, bro. Listen, it's going to be a great game. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Faithful, we love you. Stay up. Stay faithful. Always, always keep it nitty-gritty. I like to say keep it a buck. Stay nitty-gritty. Enjoy your Thursday. There's a bunch of shows that's going to be out today. John Chapman, myself, we got a bunch of stuff that we're going to be doing. Make sure you support each and every one of the 49ers content creators out there when you can. We love you. Peace Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. Breezy this, breezy that. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. Overmotivated is an understatement. Gold-blooded to the core, got your squad hating. Breezy make it look easy. Breezy on everything like 05067 Wheezy. This is not a game. Yeah, we faithful in every way. And even though we on the East Coast, very loyal to the Bay. 
red and gold every day And if you really a Niner fan, I know you can relate Applying pressure with this content like smaller bear We not accepting no slander by Trey, so beware I stay in exclusively Niner hats And I always tell the truth, this exclusively Niner facts Breezy this, breezy that They know I'm gold-blooded, I got the Niners on my back, you know Yeah